for the brothers that don't be knowing. What's up? He is Troy Abbott. PT. Yes, sir. My name is AJ My Smith, name is strength coach, owner what? here at Smith's Fitness. This is Busy Getting Strong, the Smith's Fitness podcast. Let's get it. Yeah, All right, what is up, guys? Episode 12 of the podcast. How we doing, dude? We doing good. Sweet. Yep. Uh, last week's episode... I don't know. Went down like a lead balloon with a few people with the old title. I was a little late for my PT because I yeah, didn't realise it was going to go we too We talked too much shit and then um, <laughs> I've been getting trolled about how everyone loves the Foo Fighters. Man, I've never had that many messages from people <laughs> going, what the hell is going on with AJ not liking Dave Grohl? So, like I said, man, love if, the support, if, me and you, if me and you are just like, oh, I like Foo Fighters and you're like, yeah, I like them too. It's cool. We shake hands and just stop recording and that's the end of the podcast. Man, you've got to have like a, yeah, a point of it. view. That's so. it. Yep. I won't always. I gotta, you got to respect someone for, you know, music's a funny thing too. People get angry when you don't like a yeah, certain band. It's like, well, that's... I do know. as well. Yeah. And music, <laughs> music like it's just subjective. Like what yeah, can you exactly. put it down? You can put it down to maybe like Grammys, like, like even then, like, like how many records sold, all that sort of stuff. But it's like... I, I, I don't like a lot of bands that have... Yeah, yeah exactly, like exactly, band, yeah, yeah. You know, so. so, yeah, thanks to everyone for their uh, their feedback on episode 11. I had to actually delete someone. Was it, it would have been you made a Foo Fighters playlist on Spotify, on my Spotify. Yeah, that was I deleted me, it. So. I deleted Ready? it this morning. That took me a while to put that Yeah, well, it's around. gone. <laughs> <laughs> well, Katie, Katie was put like, it on this morning for us. Yeah, yeah I was like, nah, get rid of it. Um, <laughs> we're going to get uh, nice and deep. We've got a whole heap of topics to go over so thanks again to everyone um sending in their topics some we might just touch on some we might go into depth some we might ramble off for ages on um we've got a few hours today so let's see if we can push that first one for length eh um but first let's go over uh last week of training how's it been going for you same same yeah pretty much i can actually breathe this week which is handy so i've been a bit crook so training's been a little bit tough but Yesterday, I loved. I, I just got stuck into it yesterday, and um, yeah, you were honking. You were honking yesterday, man. Squatting was, better than I ever. Had. I came in and I was like, "Who smells?" Yeah, I was sweating you, hard. You were, yeah, yeah you were yeah, getting stuck it. It good. in. I, I really enjoyed. What's um? What rep ranges are you using at the moment? Uh, what are we down still to? Still around the five by fives. I'll be hitting some heavy PBs next week, I reckon, if I can keep it going. So two weeks until twelve weeks out. Pretty much. So yeah. fourteen weeks out now from Perth Cup. Yeah. And going back to squats feel amazing and deadlifts and bench. Sweet. Elbows are feeling all right? The usual way. Back to normal. So no no elbow pain? No elbow pain at all. Sweet. So Touch all wood. All bicep curls. Yep. The 16 sets of bicep curls I've been doing every week. Jeez. I've been helping, so... That's awesome, man. It's good news. And you're not doing two... Like, sets of five this far out. That's nice. Yep. Yep. Yeah, and it's feeling pretty good on squats. you got squat, a, fr- so. a friendly coach. I've been giving everyone, like, 12s and 15s <laughs> I've and seen that. time sets and stuff, and they're starting yeah, they're, to... They're hating you. Everyone's yeah. starting to, like really get a bit over it and yeah. I'm like uh, they're sort of finished now it didn't quite sync up and I'm like you got two weeks until we start like proper Perth Cup prep like 12 weeks out yeah. which is even a long prep I feel um, but I'm like yeah just two weeks just go with the flow for a bit and then we're going to fire it up and get everything That's it, those back and nice weeks. and structured for the 12 week block Yep. Um, alright man well my training's been going good I'm having a couple of days off uh, what have I had two so far not going to run today. Yep. And I might try and run my longest tomorrow. So I've done 35. That was probably a month ago now. Might try and beat that tomorrow. So I ran 100Ks last week, which I'm pretty stoked on. I think my best week before that was about 82. 
Yeah. So I just added in, you know, a couple of, well, one extra long run and then um, sort of didn't have days off, chipped away at it and uh, got 100 for the week. So I'm pretty stoked on that. That was sort of a, a goal that I wanted to get to in order to get to running enough to finish the race. Yeah. I was like, I probably should be up around 100 Ks per week. Um, this week won't be, you know, maybe I'll do it once more before race week. But feeling confident after that. And feeling good that I can run 25Ks and then, you know, Just be like, that was lift, lift some weights in the gym. Yeah. I did a bit of lifting on Saturday and then ran six home and felt sweet. Like, felt like I could have kept going. So, yeah, right. happy with that. Eating enough and, yeah, recovering well. So, stoked on that. All right, let's get into these topics, man. The first one, I'm going to try and remember who sent all these um, into us. I didn't make note of it. The first one is from Josh Sherwell. He's a deep man. Oh, that's deep, deep man. He wants to know what we're thinking. You're going to go way overboard with this question. <laughs> I could, yeah, this could, be, this could be probably like the one topic that we go, <laughs> go into. Um, but uh, Josh asked me the question, is comfort and convenience going to be the end of the human race? Such a like... <laughs> he's, he's like... I wouldn't say his outlook is bleak, <laughs> but like, I don't know. Uh, Josh will know what I'm talking about when I say like he has that. I don't know. Oh, he's turning into a grumpy old man. That's what he is. <laughs> I'm I'm trying to find the right words to say like he's not negative at all. He's actually quite positive, but like it's oh, I don't know. He likes that side of things. He likes the dark side of things. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's probably the best way. To, he likes the dark side of things. Like, me and him are always sending each other, like, nature's metal posts and stuff like that. Like, just animals getting ripped apart. If you're not following that on Instagram, yeah, right. you should be, but you probably don't want to be. Um, it's called Nature is Metal. He's always sending me stuff like that. You know, he loves that, like, the, the dark, like, not even sort of stuff, so. like hardcore music, all that sort of stuff. So he asked me a question like this. Yeah. I'm like, just so up his alley. <laughs> so shout out to Josh for following along on the podcast. Um, hurry up and move back down south, mate. Um, we need you back in the gym. So yeah. is comfort and convenience going to be the end of the human race? Now, I'm looking at this. Ever since doing that little like conspiracy podcast, yeah. I'm trying to see things from both sides a little bit more yep. and sort of discuss them from both sides. So I feel like... Um, Growing up, so for me, I didn't really have much discomfort in my life. Like I was just, you know, went to school, yep. had friends, all that sort of stuff. And I feel like now I sort of search for that discomfort in the form of like exercise, challenges, like putting yourself in physical discomfort to actually find some discomfort. Okay. I don't know. And that's the way I, don't, I feel... That like, you want to be challenged. Yeah, I want to be challenged. Like, so society is not chucking enough challenges. Ah, uh, no, you know what I mean. Like, I feel, and and you look at that. Like, is everything supposed to be comfortable? Like, we we can look at it from like our environment. So we've yep. always got a heater on. Yep. Like I've always got a heater on the gym. We got you know aircon in the summertime. Like we've got food that we can order from our phone that we don't have to get off our ass to get. Yep. And all that sort of stuff. And you might look at that and think, you know what? Like we're uh, we're progressing, but. Is it making us... We're actually regressing. Like, weaker, too. fatter, slower. We've got exactly. social media. We don't communicate with people properly. And, and it's all... Be- mental health concerns. It, yeah, all that sort of stuff comes from, like, everything being made so, like, easily available and comfortable. Yep. And that's where I sort of think... I don't know, like, I... 
it's almost like I try and seek discomfort by like physical challenges. So like, all right, let's try and lift as much weight as we can. Yeah. Let's rip into some long, stupid runs. Let's do a bit of both really fast. Yeah. That sort of stuff. So. One thing I always like to think, if there's if there's a zombie apocalypse, yep. would you be able to survive? You know, you would, yeah. So you want to think? For <laughs> me, that's like I just want to, if, as long as I can look after myself. Yeah. So. Well, that's it. I I just like I know where Josh is trying to come from here, and we you can take this sort of question anywhere. Oh, okay. So I feel like yeah, it is. It's probably if people are lazy to begin with, it's going to make yeah. them lazier. Yeah. You know, more unhealthy like from a a physical and a mental um, point of view. But then for me, it it also says like, all right, sweet. I can order food, um, go and pick it up. I don't even have to do our shopping. Like we we do online shopping half the time. So it's just in a trolley at the shops for us waiting. Yeah, right. It's sick. I don't have to walk around in the shops for two hours. So I can spend those two hours going and going for a skate, going for a run, going and paddling on my ski. So I feel like there's two, you can look at it from... You'll have more time to do these things. More time, you. more times to seek out challenges and stuff that yeah. you, you're you're gonna enjoy. That's gonna you know challenge you as a person, challenge you physically, challenge you mentally, yeah. rather than like <clears throat> I've got to go do the shopping, yeah. or I've got to spend an hour cooking dinner because you can really you can just get it delivered to you. Yep. And sweet, you know you can still well, go I and do the stuff you're looking at you you want to do. Yeah. So you can look at it two different ways, but definitely I feel like that's. If you're motivated, it's good, and you can use it to your advantage. But if you're demotivated, yeah, it it's easy to sort of keep you in that, I don't know, what would you call it, like a vicious cycle. So yeah. now, like, you're Uber Eatsing every other day. And, yeah. you know, we can't do it in Secret Harbor anyway, so we still have to get off our Wait, ass. what? Yeah. You well, can't actually, do Uber Eats? I actually, I haven't looked into it, but I'm pretty sure you still can't do Uber Eats in Secret Harbor. So. Because you can in Port Kennedy, yeah. You can from the gym. Yeah, so. I've got, like, when I've been running late, I've just got burritos sent to the gym. Yeah. Expensive. It's funny, you know, I'm so late on all these things. Like people do all these, like new technology, new technology, technological advances. I'm so <laughs> late on. Like you know, like people started using Facebook. I was like, Dude, like, like two years late on. I that. got I the. Like, I finally got the Garmin, the and it was sending me text messages yesterday. I was like, oh, I don't need it to do that. And then yeah. I was counting my steps. I was like, don't need it to do that either. Yeah. Like I only want to press go when I run, yeah. and it tell me how slow I run, basically. Yeah. Oh, mate. There's... I still used to use like even books to just like rather than writing on the computer. I'm still oh, well, a big still, fan of writing. On... I've, I've been talking about how many like see how many fucking notebooks I've got all over the place, yeah. just filled with random stuff. I've got stacks of them, hey, yeah. like, in my cupboard. I f- so. I feel like yeah, it it is good like all the um all the comfort and convenience stuff, but I feel like you sort of fall into two categories. Like you can it can be a disadvantage or an advantage. Yeah. When it comes to that stuff, so I don't think um. It's going to be as grim as uh, the end of the human race, no, no. but I feel like it does have an impact when people um, don't have to leave their couch, yep. that sort of thing. But then at the end of the day, if you're trying to, you know, um, you know, rip in and, and tear shit up and get stuff done and have fun and do things you want to do, then, you know, being able to have those conveniences That's it. Yep. can help, Yeah, can sort of supplement you having a a rip-in sort of lifestyle. That's how I would look at it. And I, Josh probably wouldn't look at it like that. He'd be like, all these lazy fuckers. Yeah. I guarantee. Yeah. I don't know. That's like a, like yeah, I, I said, it's a deep that. question. <clears throat> and from yeah. my point of view, man, like I, I feel like I've had it, I've had it sweet. Like my parents, you know, gave me 
everything you know they sent me through private school yeah they you know they paid for the first part of my uni degree uh, like i don't i'm not too proud to say that they did that like yeah um but i feel like i've had it good and that's where I, i'm almost, like i need to go and i need to go and find some challenges people that get it too good as well you know they get it so yeah good and then they, and then they expect stuff yeah and then they never learn to how to work or appreciate yeah the good i don't know that's well, just so. that's just sort of my i don't know uh, the last few years is sort of maturing a little bit and realizing yep. maybe in comparison just meeting more people and realizing how hard some people have had it yeah and and that sort of puts it in perspective for me and most of the people I know how well we do have it. Yeah. And it makes me want to, you know, put myself in a position to say like, fuck, this sucks. But, you know, you can get through it. Yeah. And then you grow as a character, that sort of thing. I also feel like putting yourself in uncomfortable situations makes things like chilling out, relaxing, all the more worthwhile. Yeah. So if you've been ripping in, like even the other day, simple example, I went for a, like, I went for a run with my mate, 25Ks and... Man, towards the end of it, I was like, fuck that pie and that coffee when I finish <laughs> and I put my feet up, take my shoes off. It's yeah. going to be so much better than if I just like woke up two hours later and drove to the gym and got it. That's you it. know what I mean? Yeah. Those beers after a hard day's work taste better than yeah. if you just get up and start drinking a beer. That's it. So yeah, that I don't know. That's sort of my philosophy when it comes to that stuff. I could talk about that sort of shit for ages, <laughs> man. But um, I had to sort of take, take the time to say like, nah, because... Look at it from a positive point of view. So you really can. You can yeah. do all those, those those little comforts and conveniences can help. It's basically can help just you. more time, isn't it? You've yeah. got more time to do the things that you want to do. That's it. So. That is it. All right, man. Um, this one, we could probably talk about for ages, but I'm going to be pretty blunt with it. Uh, powerlifting versus bodybuilding. Not so much in versus, like as sports or anything, but like different training methods. Yeah. How, me- how the methods would differ. Uh, and then um, is well I sort of just wrote is power building a thing someone just sent me thoughts on power building yep and like uh, I'll get into well we'll get into bodybuilding versus powerlifting like the differences in how you train Um, power building to me is just another term for what people are probably doing anyway it's just a fancy term you know what I mean yeah I would say not even fancy it's just like they join two things together that people are probably doing anyway because there's gonna be crossover between the both anyway yeah you're lifting heavy stuff it's all resistance training there's gonna be some there's definitely gonna be some part of your power lifting programs that are gonna be designed to increase muscle hypertrophy yeah and that you could call a bodybuilding exercise yeah and vice versa so I feel like it's just one of those terms that just, you know, like I mean, like pyramids or like yeah. power building. It's it's just a term of what probably happens anyway. Yeah, that's it. Um, the difference between powerlifting and bodybuilding is going to be in the rep range and intensity of 1RM. And that's important to say of 1RM because like intensity, if you're doing a, a, a 10 rep max, yeah. you're going to be using maybe, what, 75% of... You want RM, yep. As opposed to powerlifting, you might be using ninety percent of your one RM. But if you take that to failure, yeah, there's still ten out of tens RPE. You know what I mean? So the the difference is typically going to be in intensity, like from a percentage of one RM and overall volume. volume. So you're going to do more reps, um, more sets normally with the bodybuilding. Um, program yep. than a powerlifting program 
uh, but that's offset by changes in the intensity. And they work a lot more of that progressive overload, keep uh, increasing inten- um, volume over time. Yeah. Uh, whereas powerlifters, we're going to start to obviously getting towards a prep or comp, we're going to decrease. Yeah, decrease you know, over time. So uh, can... uh, over the, over like a a lifetime, it will always increase though. It's yeah. just it just yeah, yeah exactly. But we have stages. I'm not sure we're... what they actually do because yeah, so much it, with bodybuilding into competitions. I'm not sure. Obviously, as their calories start to decrease, you'd yeah. think that their training volume decreases. I've never prepped uh, for a competition. Like yeah. as they come in into competition, I'm not sure. I think the the weights, the actual intensity drops a little bit. For yeah, hard. I'm not too Who sure. Who knows, as well, man? But I think it's more the intensity drops and the actual yeah, and then it's pretty high. And then obviously you've got um the what would you call it subjective view of uh, bodybuilding so there'll be more uh, isolation exercises to target specific muscle groups that are seen as weaknesses yep. whereas with powerlifting most of us are just going to be like well to a certain degree big strong triceps yep. big strong quads that sort of stuff so the variance in exercise will probably decrease yeah but saying that just even in a powerlifting program, you, there's no reason that you can't be doing, you know, lateral raises, rear delt flies I for certain reasons. You know, accessory work. And, yeah. yeah, yeah, and that's why I think like power building is a bit of a redundant term. Yeah, it just like I don't know, power building sort of like all right, he's strong and he's not a fat piece of shit, so we'll call it power building. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he's not quite shredded enough to be out and out bodybuilder, so. Yeah, yeah. It's just yeah, it's just a term. Anyway, that's uh, a little bit on that. The the difference is mainly in the um, overall and volume and the intensities. You get a lot, you get a lot more benefit out of trying to apply both to your training as yeah. well. I think so. If you're a bodybuilder and you're not sort of working on strength sort of cycles in your programming, yeah, um, you're gonna plateau. You're not gonna, you know, you, to get to get bigger, you gotta get stronger. To get stronger, you gotta get bigger. And so you, yeah, you look at some of the uh, more advanced techniques from a bodybuilding uh, point of view. You might think like uh, really concentrating on the tempo, yeah, um, supersetting things. These can all be part of a powerlifting program. Yeah, They're just gonna be further away from the comp. Yeah, exactly. And closer you get to competition, the more specific you're gonna get, and you know the more you're gonna be doing straight barbell work to competition standard, yeah. um, practicing those movements. But when you're like in the off season, not that there really is a set season, but when you're 12 plus weeks away from a powerlifting competition, you basically are doing work capacity yep. or bodybuilding sort of stuff, which sort of goes hand in hand. Last night I was doing bloody belt squats, 15s, superset with yeah. single leg, bloody yeah. leg extensions. So call it, call it whatever you want. Call it powerlifting, call it bodybuilding, call it powerbuilding. Yeah, it's lifting weights. Don't overthink it. Yeah, it. <laughs> the the things that are going to change more are your rep One, ranges, or the focus is going to be on yeah. lower rep ranges for powerlifting, a little bit higher rep ranges for bodybuilding. But doesn't mean that they're mutually exclusive. Yeah. All right, man. Can the Raptors get past the Warriors? This is sent in by Benny Little. Go. Definitely. Definitely. <laughs> I, I'm you know I'm always a big fan of the underdogs getting up. We'll oh yeah, everyone's origin gone. later, and I always go for the underdog. And oh, there's there, nothing there sort of I love more. There sort of isn't one in Origin, but we'll get to that. Um, but not not now, is there? Yeah, not but, this year. I don't think. Um, but yes, there's definitely a chance. I was big on the Blazers getting up, and obviously they that never failed. were. They they could have. I still believe they could have <laughs> got up as well. They, they were in the game for every Mate, single I didn't watch one of those any games. Of that. But I love nothing more than watching the, the old fairy tale team come from. 
No one thinks they're going to get there, and they do. And it would be they're huge. a big chance. They are still a big chance. I even the fact that they're Canadian, I want them to win even more. Yeah. Just and just be like, Drake you can't even win your own competition. He was pumped, eh? Yeah, oh, Drake nice. sort of, sort of annoys me, <laughs> sort of annoying me like there, um, being on the sideline and he's like giving um, Nick Nurse like fucking shoulder yeah, rub and stuff. Right. I was like, he's hey man, he? calm down, yeah. dude. The the security at basketball games is crazy. Yeah. Because well, like the lack of. Think about obviously with like cricket, like ro- rugby, footy. There's like a fence there. That's it. The dudes are just sitting there with drinks, like, and it's literally like what two, three feet from the sideline. Yeah. You don't see Russell Crowe going out to the rabbit and start giving him, you know, <laughs> and stuff, do you? No, he, well, he'd be allowed to. <laughs> he would be. Yeah. yeah, it's just weird that they sit, they sit so close. Those guys are like million-dollar athletes. Yeah. Just imagine. I'm surprised it doesn't happen more often, people just like running onto the court and stuff. Yeah, true. I never thought that. Yeah. Yeah, they I just feel like these are the most expensive athletes in the world. Yeah. And you're right next to them. I suppose you just gotta you gotta be half rich and famous to sit courtside anyway in the you first do, place. You do. Um, you know what? I got a hot take for you. What hot take for the your... Raptors to get past the Warriors? Yeah. Linsanity. I'll say it a bit louder. Lin Sanity. <laughs> Jeremy Lin, man, he hasn't been playing. Is he He's not... on the Toronto team. Yeah, is he pl- playing though? Nah, he doesn't get a gig. He's so, oh, is that why he's not he's playing? Not, he's just not in the rotation. I didn't realise. I thought he was injured or oh, something. Oh, unless he's injured. They need to bring him back. Lin Sanity, man. <laughs> from like six years ago. Yeah, he's yeah. just going to be dropping dimes all over the place. <laughs> That's how Toronto gets past them. You reckon? Jeremy Lin comes out and averages 30 across seven games. Yeah. Nah, um, to be fair, I don't think they will. But Do you um, win? And how, what's, the, what's your prediction? The, the, th- the fact that it's in um, the first two games are in Toronto, you think they'd pick up one of them. Yep. They've got to win one of those, so I reckon it will go to um, go to five or six games, but you can't go past the Warriors, man. Yeah, Kawhi's sort of half injured. He's basically carrying. They've just got to shut him down, and they've got two really good defensive players in Green <clears throat> and um, uh, Thompson. That's, that's the difference, I think. Um, the Golden State's That are going to be guarding is... him, so they've really got to try and get Kawhi on Steph. Yeah. Um, so to, to work the switches to get Kawhi on step. Listen to me talking like I know what I'm talking about. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> well, and, well, yeah, they've got a. Well, they do. They do the sc- like get screens going to get Kawhi on Steph, and then Kawhi can hopefully you know score. Yeah. But if he ends up you know Thompson and Green on him, it's a lot harder. Yeah. Um, but yeah, who knows? They need people like Danny Green to. Sort step of step up, up and because green was the difference for the between the trailblazers. Telling you, mate, maybe Jeremy Lin, Jeremy Lin, man, maybe, Lin maybe, sanity. Maybe you're on stuff. <laughs> That's the hot take, uh, but yeah, I can't see him, and I can't see him getting, um, you know, winning four. I'll be watching it. That's for sure. Yeah, for sure. Be, we'll have it on in the gym when it's on. The um, I also think Clay Thompson is going to score fifty in game one. Oh really? After the whole um, snub That's of pissed. not making uh, all NBA teams, yep, yep, losing out on thirty million. That's but that right, so he he didn't make third team. Draymond Green didn't make third team either, so they didn't, didn't make either, yeah. any of those. Which means that I I feel like it sort of like works out better for the Warriors because now he won't leave. Yeah, so, and like so the Warriors don't have to pay their team as much yeah true yeah so who knows but I reckon he's going to come out and just carve it up yeah. he wasn't happy when they told him because he was on it was a bit rough that he's on air like on a live interview and they're like oh you didn't make the third team yeah, he's I didn't like, see that. he's like fun. huh yeah. I, I didn't make it 
and then they said, um, who were they going through? They were like, oh yeah, uh, Kemba Walker made it. And he was just like, <sighs> like, he was like, oh, oh, like, yeah, he wasn't happy. Um, yeah, so I reckon he's going to score 50 game one. Yeah, right. All right, man. Um, anything else on that? I'm just saying Jeremy Lin, get him in there. Um, oh, and it looks like Durant's... Durant won't play, man. At all? He's not, he's not cleared for on-court activities, so he, he's not training what if yet. It, if on, it's 3-3, three, three, he's not playing, man. game, are they going to throw him in there? He would be, he would be doing... Uh, he would be training already if he was going to be playing. Yeah. He's not training at all. He's not cleared for on-court activities. He's not playing. Yeah, right. I don't feel. Um, Boogie Cousins, they said, was, was doing the... Um, training with the non-starters, so okay. he might be a chance. But I don't, yeah, they haven't really, hey, the they didn't really playing. mesh with Jeez. with Boogie that well. Um, but yeah, Lynn Sanity. Okay, what are you reading? Favorite podcasts that inspire and motivate you? This is from uh, Mike, who has been ripping in. I went into the gym on Sunday. The dude was the sweatiest mess yeah, right. on the uh, treadmill, just tearing in. Pump Did like the 10K run. Yeah, it's carving it up. So good on you, Mike. Um, what am I reading? Uh, I think I mentioned last week I'm reading the Aubrey Marcus Own the Day, which is good. Yep. Getting me motivated to sort of um, clean up my act when it comes to morning routines and stuff like that, which is good. A lot of stuff in there. It's a little bit airy-fairy, you know, keto and cutting out all this. And I was like, ah, nah, not sure about these studies. exciting. Yep. But um, yeah, some good stuff in there. That's um, what I'm reading anyway. It takes me ages to read books. So. Man, I, I just can't. I just don't think I Not a reader? Well, I try to. Yeah. I definitely try to, but it's just... I, yeah, I just lose interest so quickly. Yeah. And, um, I'm too much of the... Uh, I'm looking... We were talking about earlier with the the convenience and comfort now. It's like yep. YouTube. Well, let's, cha- let's challenge Troy. Should I read No, something? but the thing is, like, you can... I know there's the whole like screens aren't that good for you before you go to sleep, and I'm a I was an advocate for yeah. you know stopping watching Netflix and getting better quality sleep and stuff. You can learn so much off YouTube. The last man. book, the last book, I have to read things that are like more mindful stuff. Or what's the uh, the one like the the budget book that I've started reading? And I still only got like a couple of chapters. Oh, in. the barefoot one. Barefoot investors, the last. Yeah, one it's I not too reading. bad. I I started that as well. Yeah. I didn't implement shit. I did a little bit. I need to still. Like, I'm more. looking at I'm looking at ones here that I've read. So have I read uh, Hundred Dollar Startup? Yeah, I read that. Uh, Personal Trainer's Guide oh, to Wealth Creation. That's um, PT Wealth dudes. Yep, that's the guys. That Save Our Sleep. I think that's Kelly's. Do Less, Be More. Um, haven't read that. How to Be a Productivity Ninja. Haven't read that. Peak Performance. Haven't read that. What's that one? Oh, Dr. Carl, The Even Universe that, um, and Everything. That muscle Hypertrophy book I got off you, the Brad Schoenfeld. I was like... Yeah, can you bring that back? Yeah, I was, I was, <laughs> I've got still one first chapter in that as well. Oh, I'm lending... I've got like a... That Lost a, Forever, um, Lane Norton's the other one I started trying to read. That was that easy. Was actually, that's that was pretty, pretty good. Yeah. Like so we've just books. named heaps of um, books that we aren't reading. Um, <laughs> trying to read. Uh, before, I'm still uh, finishing off Sapiens as well. Yeah. Um... The dude's got I can't remember his name, but it's like it's like one of those bestsellers, um, Sapiens, and then there's a um, there's a, a sequel to it as well. It's good. It's called the History of Humankind and stuff. Just yeah, it's yeah. interesting to me that sort of stuff. So didn't really motivate me or anything, but it's interesting. Um, but that's what I'm reading at the moment. So what are you watching on YouTube then? Just whatever you can find. Nigel Houston basically. Yeah, just skateboard, <laughs> skateboarding videos. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, uh, podcasts, <laughs> podcasts that inspire me. I don't know, like, you've got all those typical ones um, that people sort of listen to. I try and find some podcasts, yeah. um, but I don't know, I have a hard time, like, find unless they... You really like. Unless they really, like, draw you in, it's... I don't know, I find myself, like, I'll listen to... And I'll just flick it. Yeah, I'm the same. Um, the ones Unless I've listened to a lot of... I've actually started to get rid of, like, the comedian ones, like Fighter and the Kid. It's just, like, ends up being the same sort of babble a lot. Yeah. I listen to the, like, Rogan ones with people that I'm interested in, like, yeah, Led Hamilton. Yeah, someone that I'm interested in for yeah. Rogan as well. Yeah. Led Hamilton was on the other day, Big Wave Surfer, so oh, I really? listen to that one. I know that um, one. But when he has all, like, the political scientists and stuff, and yeah, I'm just I like, ah, no, nah, I can't be bothered with that. Yeah. The one that's um, my, my favourite, like, um, out of all that sort of crew, like, Rogan, Fighter and the Kid, um, every now and then, Theo Vaughn, and he, he was just in... Um, Perth yesterday or Sunday, yep. um, but Chris D'Elia, man, oh, his is just fucking hilarious, and it's just absolute trash. Yeah, like, it's right. just him, like, what have I been doing? Like, I went to fucking Starbucks, and he's just funny, man, and he's on yeah. my level. We went and saw him live, like, maybe two years ago, and it was just like, well, I've never been to a comedian live, yeah. and he was fucking brilliant, um, and I just, that's one that's sort of like entertainment for me. So a lot of the time I try and get away from that because I'm like, oh, what am I getting out of this? Yeah. And then sometimes you just have to say like, oh, a bit of a laugh and some sort of light in the mood. It doesn't all have to be like learning something, learning something, progress, 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 progress. Sometimes it can just be like, oh, it makes me laugh. Yeah. So that's that's me, but... Yeah, most of mine get back to powerlifting or something about training or something. Yeah, I used to listen, listen to so. the, um, the old Powercast, the Mark Bell one was good back yep. in the day. Yep. That was sweet. I used to listen to that all the time and then it sort of, um, they all went their separate ways and Mark Bell sort of uh, went one way and, and everyone else went the other way and it started to become, I don't know, the Mark Bell show a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, but they, they used to be great. Uh, what else did I used to listen to? Barbell Shrugged is still good. Um, it's a little bit more yeah, CrossFit right. weightlifting focus. Yeah, okay. But they list, um, They'll have some interesting guests on there as well. And they've sort of gone through, like they've been around for ages as well. They've sort of gone through different phases and brought different people in, sort of had people hosting podcasts underneath their umbrella, that sort of stuff. Yeah. So that was Barbell Shrugged. I still like the, um, the Powerful and Aussie Boys, the Peak Speak. Peak Speak, I yeah. I haven't listened yet. to too much of it. Those guys are pretty switched on with the... Um, the other ones are like the conspiracy ones and oh, the, um, the history ones, so... My, I think my favorite podcast of all time would be Sofa King um, and my mate uh, Ryan and his brother Brenton got me into that. They just said like, oh, just check it out. To start with, I was a bit like, oh, what's this about? And then I sort of went through their catalog and they've got episodes from, you know, like uh, missing people to conspiracies to, you know, true crime, yeah. like historical events, all that sort of stuff. And they'll just sort of basically... I think they just spend a few days or sort of like we do, like go over what they can find and then just bring it and discuss it. Yeah. And then like a, they'll sort of bring up the conspiracy theories with each each topic and all that sort of stuff. That's called Sofa King. So I like that one, but a lot of people will probably listen to it and be like, these guys are fucking weird and nerds because and, they talk shit for about 20 minutes. Yeah. But and then, yeah, they, and then they sort of get into it and then they keep talking shit basically. Yeah. But it's good. So the talking shit is, it makes the best podcast. Yeah, sometimes well, there's those podcasts. If you if there's no talking shit, yeah, you zone out, don't you? But there is like um, they give like 
like information as well. Like I was listening to one the other day on like Fidel Castro and stuff like that, like historical figures and stuff like that. And then yeah. they'll go into, you know, the, the specific dates, the specific events and that sort of stuff. Yeah. I think it's good. So you, you sort of feel like you're learning a little bit. So yeah. that's that one. Uh, and then the other one is uh, those conspiracy guys, which is, dude, they've got like eight hour long episodes on like Jim Morrison. Yeah, right. Yeah, and like, what did I listen to the other day? Like, Casey Anthony episodes. Fucking grim stuff, some of it. Yeah. Um, what did Josh send me the other day? What was that? Oh, like six hours on the Illuminati? Dude, I was like, oh, good luck, mate. Um, so, yeah, that's the those conspiracy guys. That's basically it. I listened to the Maddie podcast, yeah, but that yeah. got wrapped up real quick. The dude sort of like caught up, like went over everything and then like caught up to himself and then was like, last week I rang so-and-so from Operation Grange and then like, yeah, and he's like, yep, the end of the podcast. I was like, where is she? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So there's a few. Um, What am I planning to read? Not much. I haven't got really much on deck to plan to read. All those books that we went through there. I've got the ones I just mentioned I'm still going to get through. Yeah, man. I'm I'm a sucker for a bookstore. Let's uh, set me the goal of getting through a whole book. Yeah. By... Troy's How book review. I, I'll do a book review, eh? Book what, review. Oh, I have to read one book all the way from start to finish. Well, we'll just ask you, you like, we'll, we'll ask you next week, what's I, the review of the book? And just happened. be like, I've done two chapters, and we'll just go over it. I remember it. this happened in grade six at school, actually. Goosebumps? I like a book, book review, <laughs> and they got me in front of the whole class, and they started asking me questions, and I just had nothing. Rough. I was, yeah, it was well, rough we're going to do that next week, man. So, yeah. <laughs> Um, jump out your comfort zone. So yeah, I don't know if we really answered your question there, Mike. Um, unlucky. So I've only got a week to read a book. No, nah, just... my missus does it. She can read a book in like three, it, four days. I'm like, How I fall on? asleep because I, I only read when I, read a book. I only read when I go to bed, and then yeah. I just like eh, tired, eh, sleep. I must. I was that kid though. You know when you you know reading out loud at school, and it was like, you know, there's a gap between each word. <laughs> you know that Dude. and. When I read, when I read out loud, like I read it in my head, but then when I say the words, they don't come out probably. Even when I'm reading like Lenny's books, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. I think it's just something those like if you practice it, you get better at it. It's like Kelly reads a book to her and she's like got full inflection in her voice and I suppose she does it like she's a teacher, so she does it for a living. She's supposed to be good at it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, All right. Do small changes matter like intermittent fasting for 14 hours rather than 16 hours? absolutely not that was from Scottish Rob who's got a couple in here yep. uh, absolutely not man it, intermittent fasting itself doesn't really matter if your calories aren't in check so that's it 14 it's hours to 16 hours is before. yeah it doesn't matter um, little <clears throat> little things like that are where people uh, overthink things and how little things become you know people's theories and all that sort of stuff yeah, yeah. it's just overcomplicating it overcomplicating it so no they don't and we're moving on uh incorporating shooting into crossfit so this is another one um from scottish rob who was in the gym this morning squatting with the deadlift bar <laughs> ruining my life <laughs> um so um incorporating shooting into crossfit like i said it was weird to me at the start i was just like these Americans and they're like guns and What's next? guns and Jesus and America and I was like <laughs> come on but they they recently had the um the Rogue Invitational which is which was a sanctional event for the CrossFit Games CrossFit is absolutely like speaking of shooting they're just shooting themselves in the foot at the moment they're like deleting all their social yeah, media what is with that? they're like the the dude who own, owns it 
or founded it. Greg Glassman is just like losing the plot, I think. eh? So um, there's going to be a lot of changes in CrossFit. Um, I'm not too well versed in the intricacies of like the business model and all that sort of stuff. But yeah, shutting down social media. Is that still down as well? Yeah, it's all down. They're they're like, oh, it's for like data privacy and issues and all. It's like, it's not though, is it? It's just weird, man. Anyway, um, the Rogue Invitational was a sanctional event. So... I'm not sure how many people could uh, qualify for the CrossFit Games, and I'm not sure how the CrossFit Games are going to look this year. They're going to be really different. Yeah. Um, there's going to be people from every country that has a CrossFit box, has a national champion that gets to go to the CrossFit Games, yeah. and then basically all the shit ones are going to get cut after the first day. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's going to be weird, man. So they had, um, Rogue Invitational had a concept to, like, uh, shooting range, Yep. in one of the events. So they made it like a biathlon, which is uh, like a Winter Olympics event, the ski, cross-country skiing. Yep. Then you've got to shoot, hit targets. Uh, you have like a penalty for the targets that you miss. Yep. So they did the same thing. I just watched the CrossFit event then. I saw that they were doing it, but I didn't watch the event um, until this morning. Um, and I sort of thought, originally I was like these stupid Americans in their guns man and CrossFitters are all like yeah fucking guns and America and you know (laughs) Jesus and our right to bear arms and I'm just like shaking my head because they love I don't know there is a bit of a culture around it in CrossFit Um, I think it's more that like military background that a lot of them come from yeah okay so they and you know it's from America so they love their guns obviously but like watching the event it was actually it seemed a little bit different it did seem more like like sport if yeah. that makes any sense. Yeah. yeah. So biathlon's been a sport for God knows how many years. It's going away and from I, the fitness side of things. It is. Good. It's not that good to watch, yeah. to be fair. Yeah. Um, but maybe they are... Maybe we're just biased because we don't do winter sports. Biathlon looks weird to us anyway. Yeah. So now CrossFit have their well, version. The whole CrossFit thing is about the fittest man on the earth sort of thing. Yeah. Well, you know, is shooting something... But then you look at like... You look at something like a Spartan race and they do like spear throws. Yeah at targets and stuff. So yeah. I suppose it's like an accuracy and uh, under, com- fatigue sort of under fatigue sort of thing. So they were doing, I'm not quite sure the setup of the workout, but they were doing uh, some amount of ski erg yep. and then off to shoot. Whatever targets they missed, they had to do penalty laps, which was like a shuttle run and three kettlebell thrusters yeah, um, for how many you missed. And then I think they had like three rounds or something like that. So ski, shoot, ski, shoot. And do your penalties in between. It was an alright event, but I mean, to me, it's, it's just another barrier. And when you look at CrossFit, their whole thing at the moment is to like try and get to the masses. Yeah. Um, it's just another barrier, like putting guns into it and shooting and extra equipment. Yeah, I wonder how many all the CrossFit boxes around Australia. Can you oh, try, like try I don't think you could buy them, man. Like they're made by Concept Two, which are, Concept Two is a great brand. Like their yeah. gear, their gear is awesome, I think. Um, but I was just like. Oh, I don't know. It, it just wasn't that big of a... Like, why would you bother yeah. for me? Yeah. Um, it wasn't... It wasn't that good to watch, though. No. Like, from not. a... You know, like a spectator's point of view. So, yeah. I'm not that keen on shooting in CrossFit. No. <clears throat> um, where were we? Oh, Origin teams. Who do you go for in the Origin? I'm always... Well, like I said before, I've always you gone for the underdogs. So you always... better say Queensland, <laughs> motherfucker. On the blues, Carl New South Wales. Oh, what? 
Let's have a look at the teams, man. Like you don't, you won't know many of these players. I haven't watched too much league this year. Yeah, I haven't watched. Uh, where are we? Games. I'll bring them up. I like. I'm. I reckon this is pretty, pretty evenly matched, man. It like was last year, wasn't it? Obviously, uh, you've had the the decline of the Queensland team, like with the the loss of the greats, like you know Cronk, Smith, Inglis, Thurston, yeah, um, Slater. But then you look at the teams like next to each other. You look at the game breakers there. You no got near as much experience. You got Mitchell and Addo Carr, Cody Walker in the New South Wales side, um, and Damian Cook. The way he's been playing has been sick. Yeah. And then you look at the Queensland side, and you've got you know Ponga. I'd say Munster. Um, they're probably like the game breakers. Gagai's good. Yeah, Gagai as well. So I reckon it's really, it's really uh, like. It's good. I don't know, it's evenly matched. And you look yeah. at the people under the most pressure, um, is Nathan Cleary got picked uh, ahead of, you know, a few people that have been injured and, and, and other and others that are sort of uh, probably in better form and their teams are doing better. So they've gone with him. So he's under a lot of pressure. And then you've got Cherry Evans, who has been... He had ankle surgery five weeks ago. Yeah. So this game's, what, in like, what, a month? Even less. Less than that. Less than that. Yeah. Less than that. So, those two guys as the halfbacks, which are like, well, Cherry Evans is the captain. They're going to be sort of bossing these teams around the field. They're the ones with the biggest pressure on themselves anyway. And then they're under pressure because, you know, one is lucky to survive selection. Yeah. And the other guy hasn't even been playing lately. So, it's going to be... I don't know. I like the look of both teams. Yeah. I reckon the... um, It's good for the series. I like the forward pack from uh, the... For the Maroons, um, with Kafusi, Papali, Gillette, Maguire. I'm a bit biased, so I think Granville should have been picked instead of Ben Hunt. Um, and Ben Hunt, for me, I don't know. Like I always have this. It makes me laugh because he dropped that ball in the grand final, um, Cowboys versus Brisbane. So he has this like stigma that he can't handle because he dropped because he dropped one ball basically. Yeah. Um, he did it the other day as well off a kick at uh, a dropout, and he dropped it. And I was like, even the commentators were like. Shades of the ground, oh, yeah, that sort of thing. Yeah, he just now. can't live it down, man. Because then, yeah, I think that what happened then. So it was a turnover, and then I think that's where Thurston kicked the field goal from. Yeah, I think that's what, what like what happened straight after it. So he's still trying to live that down. And on his day, he's a great player. But so is Jake Granville. But I know Granville's been out a little bit. Um, but then the the game breaker for me is Cook. Damian Cook has been carving it up. Yeah, right. Um, for the Rabbitohs, so he is the one that you gotta you gotta watch. But um you look at that man and I reckon those teams are really evenly matched. Yeah. Probably I'd say the uh oh man, I don't know. I like the forward pack for Queensland uh, and I really like the back line, minus probably Morris being you know, they've been brought back in. But you look at like Mitchell, Addo Carr, Cody Walker, even like Tedesco, man, it's sick teams, yeah. So I, I'm looking forward to it. Always look forward to it, and I'm yeah. definitely going for Queensland. So I always get, miss it though. Always is. Wednesday nights are always like the. Oh, Wednesday! So I'm start, pretty, have to start. I'm pretty chilled it. on Wednesdays. So well, they played Sunday last year as well, didn't they? Did they? I'm pretty sure they. Yeah, did. that's weird. Which man. was good because I get to watch it then. That's weird. So I that, love that game. Matches, one's in Perth. State Origin's so good. Yeah, I love. Well, it, I'm man. not a big rugby fan, but I always. I didn't get tickets. I didn't get tickets because I thought they were like 400 bucks, and then people were like, "Oh, I've got mine for 70 bucks." I'm like, "Wait, what?" Really? Oh, yeah, I would have thought that'd be... Yeah, I'm dirty on that. All right, man. Uh, moving on from Origin. So I've got Queensland anyway. So let me know what you think. 
We should have a bet on that one. Ooh. Are you are you going for New South Wales? Oh yeah, every Dickhead. time. I've been going since I was Nobed. Yeah. Um <laughs> Why does Smith Everyone goes for Queens, they just jump on and <laughs> Nah well I went for them before they won what, ten, eleven in a row? Yeah. Um why does Smith Fitness not have a Smith machine? <laughs> Was you know what? Miss, didn't my missus send this into you? No, this was Josh's. <laughs> this was Josh Sherwell as well. Um, you know what? A Smith machine wouldn't be that bad because a Smith oh. machine is basically you can turn it into any any sort of uh, fixed machine that you want. Yep. Like you think about it, like it's a hack squat. Yep. It's a chest press. It's a shrug machine. Yeah. Like it's not that bad. Press. It gets. It gets. It's one of those things that like. It's only when people start squatting and deadlifting. Yeah, when people, it. when people use it for those, and the backlash when people use it for squatting and yep. bench pressing and saying they can do a certain amount of like weight. Yeah. But it's on a Smith machine. The backlash from that has made it seem like you could never use a Smith machine. Yeah, but it definitely have yeah. has its uses. Like I just said, you could you can shrug on it. I'm surprised you, can, you said that. I didn't think you'd go that way. But dude, you I know what's it. you know what it's mad for? High incline pr- uh, bench press. Oh yeah. So like more on that like sort of 60 degrees and you can just press. You don't have to worry <laughs> about anything. You can just press. It turns it it's a chest press machine now. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? If you start squatting on it, there's those the trouble with like having your feet set underneath it like it's a normal barbell. You have to just you have to know what you're doing basically and just sort of lean into the bar a bit more and it's fine. But it's technically, for me, I, I would call that a hack squat. Yeah. You know what I mean? So now it's a hack squat machine. So, man, if anyone knows where there's a cheap Smith machine with yeah, some good yeah. bearings, man, like let me know. Good for push-ups, supine rows. Dude. Well. You can like adjust your levels. I'm not mad at a Smith machine. To be fair, I feel like the backlash from personal trainers, from coaches, from the fitness industry about people using them and not knowing what they're doing on them. Yeah has almost like sullied the name of the Smith's machine. Whereas like it need, I feel like definitely can use it. Yeah. Um, one of the dudes I follow online, <clears throat> um, Mike Isretel, Dr. Mike Isretel, who's an absolute tank at the moment. Yeah. Do you follow him? Nah, no. Nah. He's, um, uh, he's obviously a doctor, but he's, um, what is he? Re- Renaissance periodization. So he does all that nutrition, all that sort of stuff. Yep. He's an absolute beast at the moment, and he's um he's always doing Smith machine stuff, and like squatting ass to grass with him, like hack squat style with his feet out in front. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah, and he's fucking shredded, yeah. jacked at the moment. Yeah, right. Real smart dude as well. Um, so follow him as well. Fucking Smith machine all day, and you get the little comments under there like, "What are you doing on Smith machine?" He's like, "So I don't have to worry about anything else." <laughs> he's just purely worried about hypertrophy, and he's just yeah. hammering away at his muscles, man. That's it. So yeah, someone give us a Smith machine. I'll take it. Uh, next one, we're gonna skip that one. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't Ooh. know enough about that. Yeah. Um. This was from Martin. He's got another one later on as well. So what do you think of the be- world's best sports arenas? Just name the best one you've been to. Well, I've only been to ones that are... I've never been out of the country, so I can only... <laughs> oh, I M- went... Actually, MCG's probably the best. I went not- to um, the New Camp in Barcelona, yeah. which looked sick, but it was empty. Yeah. So I went to Suncorp. Um, I've been to the MCG. MCG's pretty sick. Yeah. I don't, I don't know, know, man. I thought the... Um, I'm assuming the there's... or whatever thing, that's probably the... I'm assuming there's like massive ones in the States, like all the colleges have their huge stadiums and stuff like that. So I'm not too sure, man. I don't know. Probably the ones that we've been to. Like I said, I went to the new camp, but there wasn't a game on. Yeah. Um, That's probably it. I like Suncorp because it's a rectangle. 
um, and I went and watched like uh, some rugby games there. Yeah, just yep. different because I was used to like when the Force were playing. They started at Subi, and then well, that's like, the f- funny thing when you go from Subi. I, I've grown up going to games at Subi. And yeah, I went to the MCG. It's yeah, like, no shit. Holy crap, Subi! Have you been to per, Have you been to Perth Stadium? Yeah, What's Perth it called? Stadium's Optus sick. Stadium. Yeah, yeah. I haven't been there. Yeah, yet. a lot better than. Do you watch the cricket there or footy? Uh, cricket and footy. Yep. So, oh, nice. Yep. Yeah, I'm, I don't know. I like the I like laying down on the grass watching the cricket. Oh, man. yeah, I love the the wacker. Back yeah, in man. They go and watch the cricket. Fuck I yeah, the wacker was sick. I love that shit. Yeah, I do miss that for sure. You know what? World's best sports arenas, the wacker. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> um, all right, this one's from me, mate, Bricky. He said, uh, "Running and how mentally challenging it is to keep running when you just want to stop." Simple answer for you, Adam. I don't want to stop. Going. That's it, man. Got to want it. If you're fucking going for a 10k run, that. remember that I'm run fucking 10 I've been for a run where I've actually felt challenged, but I love that feeling. You probably know, it's probably a term for it as well. When you just get the feel good feeling, like I could just keep going. All oh day. yeah, flow state. Man. Yeah, where you just like hit pump, and that's the best feeling. Ever. Dude, the like the one thing about right I was gonna just skip over that and say like I don't <laughs> I don't want to stop. Yeah. Um, but like the one thing that. You have to be wary of when, like, with the running, you start pushing it out sort of longer than any, anything longer than 5Ks, yeah. um, you sort of start getting in, into your own head, that sort of thing. Um, you just got to know that there's going to be times when it's shit, and then two minutes later, you'll be thinking about something else. Yeah. And the same goes with, like, little niggles that aren't really even there. Like, oh, my calf's a bit sore. Yeah. Keep running for another minute. And you'll be fine. If it's still sore, maybe you've got a problem. But you're probably thinking about something else within 30 seconds, man. Yeah. Do that all the time. Oh, right, hammy's a little bit tight. Two minutes later, I'm like, is that a snake in that bush? Like, it's just... That's it. I was going to say that. I think that helps to have your attention span to just go... Oh, off. dude, that's why, like, the the, tra- the trail running stuff is, yeah. like... Uh, especially, I, I went out to Kitty's Gorge during the week, um, and it was, like... So much different to running here in the in the um, in the lakes because you had to, you know, you're jumping from a rock over a, like over a tree and then you're going downhill, you're going uphill. So it's just you're constantly like thinking, yeah. which is a good thing and a bad thing. But then you get into that little state where those things are coming up, but you're not really thinking about them. Yeah. But you're not tripping over, obviously. Like you're reacting to them, but it's all it's almost subconscious. Yep. Yeah. So that's that sort of like little. I think this- I just realised there's something I sort of do with, and it's more probably to do with um, training, weightlifting than I do. But I think I used to do it when running as well. Was just when it gets so so tough that you just think you can't keep going. You just end up getting like a little laugh or a little smile. Dude, that little bit of like, <laughs> how bad is this right now? Dude, and that can just push you through, can't it? Just I'm out there like I swear. If someone was following me, they're just like, look at this idiot. Like I'm <laughs> half fucking rapping. Yeah. I'm like. Just giggling, to, like just losing the plot, basically. Yeah, yeah. I love it. Yeah. I don't know. Like it, that's what you train for, isn't it? I think that feeling, like this, this I'm dude. At the if here if I like, failing. I'll look down at my watch and I'll like, you know, you look down and you think, oh, I might have done, I might be at like 15 k's. Yeah. And you look down and you're like 15.7, and I'm just like, <laughs> and then just like keep going, and yeah. I'll just be like, what if someone's like just next to me or, or like behind me and just like, <laughs> this dude just lets out this random laugh and stuff. Oh. I don't know, man. That's what it's all about to me. Yeah. Um, so, where, where where are we on that? I don't want to uh, stop. If I'm if I'm going for a run, like it's not mentally challenging to me. It's um, you want it to be mentally ch- mentally. Oh yeah, well anyway, no, it, it is you know, mentally challenging. The... But I know, uh, like I, it's already done to me. 
if yeah. I'm going for a 10k run, the 10k is done before yeah. I even put my shoes on. It's yeah. done. Yeah. So unless, like, I've had a few runs where you know you, you fucking cramp to shit. Yeah. Um, and I'll even decide, all right, today's not the day. That's fine. Th- these are the things you got to be aware of as well. So like, I think that's where I was going with it. If you're going for a run and it, and it is longer than sort of half an hour, there's going to be those times where you're spiking, your mood spiked, and yeah. your motivation spiked throughout. And then you just got to be aware of that. Like, oh, I'm down here at the moment, but it'll be you'll sweet. Get out of it, yeah. It'll be sweet, and then and I think that sort of goes along with like mood and almost like you know daily life. Like, there's going to be times where you feel like shit, and you just got to realize feeling a bit shit at the moment, but you know it'll be better. Like something yeah. like something will come along, and you you know an hour later a song that you like comes on the radio that's definitely not Foo Fighters and then you're back in a good mood. <laughs> you know where I'm coming from? Yeah. Anyway, so for yeah, me... Yeah, you were still in a pretty positive mood yesterday even though Foo Fighters <laughs> were playing all day. Um, so. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. The other the other thing is, yeah, it's sort of... Um, I don't know. It, it's already done before I do it and I just keep telling myself when I'm running, it's like, you know, I, you got to want it. Sort of thing, like I say, like you, you do. Like if you're either out there to get it done or yep. you're not. Um, so it's that little challenge, and the little challenge might be like the next hundred meters. And I just sort of start For talking to myself, like you, you won't do it, motherfucker. And yeah. then I'm like, God damn, try, try you know laughing, I will. I reckon it really does. Dude, work, just, just laugh at yourself. Start smiling and looking start, around, yeah. and having a giggle to yourself, yeah. and like, yeah, you'll it's be fine. Amazing right? how that can change you. Yeah. So I don't know, man. If it. You also got, and this comes back, and I wanted to talk about it a little bit last week. It comes back to saying, like, if it's that mentally challenging for you, why are you running? Yeah. Like, if if you can't do it, is this a goal that you actually want, or is it what you think you should want? Yeah. Because, and I was saying that, I I think, last week, we were sort of trying to dance around motivation a little bit, but if you're running because you think you should be, it's probably not a good enough reason that, you know, you should be. So, yeah. You've got to say, all right, I want to get better at running. I know what I've got to do. And then you go and do it. So don't just be running because you feel like you should be. Yeah. Run because you want to go running. Yep. Yeah. All right, man. I'll do my head in. <laughs> I'll be on that, talking about that shit for ages. Um, all right, this one was sent in by uh, my friend Andrew Ramos, who's an old soccer player. He wanted to know about... Um, our thoughts on the FIFA 11 plus for warm-up and injury prevention. So this is like a a warm-up routine uh, developed by FIFA, yep. who are normally like really corrupt and inept in everything they do. Um, but one of their hopefully sports scientists came up with a uh, warm-up protocol that was sort of like handed down, like do this, it'll reduce injuries. Yep. Um, and it's sort of 11 exercises. I'll just I'm bring them up. This. Yeah. They are, they're good, man. They're just standard sort of exercises. And the when you look through them, you're like, yeah, you definitely see a lot of soccer teams implementing this. So it's got eight minutes of running exercises, and then it's got uh, 10 minutes of strength, plyometrics, and balance, and then it's got um, two more minutes of running exercises. But it goes into sort of uh, what positions you should be in, like knee, over, knee and foot and, and yeah. hips and that sort of stuff. So I think it's really... Um, it's like quite a good protocol and across the board it's been shown to sort of be effective at uh, reducing injuries. So the one study that I brought up was uh, Silvers and Grinelli. Um, they took a control group versus an intervention group. 665 injuries were reported across 34 teams. 
uh, in the control group who didn't do the uh, FIFA 11 protocol. Yep. And then uh, what in the intervention group, there was 285 injuries across 27 teams. So when you look at the uh, athlete exposure for the control group who didn't do it, 15 injuries per thousand athlete exposures i'm not sure how, how they're actually terming those athlete exposures you could just do it, put training hours game hours whatever it ends up being yeah but 15 to to basically eight so it definitely works yeah. um and when That's we look at them here it's sort of running um hip out running so like the open close the gate so i think it's 11 it was 11 initially but i think it's more now or they've got different um levels of it as well so um You've got hip outs, you've got running with like a, a shoulder bump to simulate sort of contact when yep. the ball's in the air, forwards and backwards running, you've got static holds, side bridges, you've got Nordic hamstrings, which is good, yep. single leg stance, which is good, squats into a um, into a calf raise, squats into a, or a jumping squat, what else you got, running, band, uh, running bounding and um, plant and cut. So it's basically just a really thorough warm-up, and you should be doing that anyway. Yep. Um, but it's good that it's come down from like the governing body to be implemented sort of across the board as best they can. Yeah. Um, they found, obviously, like injuries were reduced with adherence to it. So guys that were sort of implementing it every time they trained or three, four times a week were yeah. better off than people that did it sporadically, which makes sense. Um, but there's nothing special about the exercises. That's sort of what you would be doing anyway. Um, there was one that one study that looked at adding in the Copenhagen um, adductor test because uh, there's lots of like I'd say calves, yeah. hammies, groins would yeah, be soccer. Groin soccer's big, eh? um, so the the Copenhagen adductor bridge um, is sort of like a partner assisted. You sort of hold their leg okay. uh, in a side bridge. Oh, you just so it. rather than your feet, you hold their top leg, yep, and yep. then they bridge off that. Yeah, um, you can look that up. It'll give you a better better idea, but. Yeah, the, uh, the FIFA 11, man, it's pretty good. You look at what FIFA have done there, maybe the AFL need to come down with something like that. Because the injury... I'm not sure. Like, obviously, the a, each club's going to have their own strength and conditioning coaches, but... Yeah. Um, and they're going to be... There's not going to be heaps of variance across the board. There'll be there'll be different, slightly different exercises, but the yeah. the aim would be the same. And maybe... Maybe it doesn't filter into, say, AFL, but if they could get it to filter into club footy, yeah. suburban footy, it would be huge, man. You look at all the guys like... Were you saying with the guys at the rugby team? Yeah, the doing hammies, doing this, doing that, because it's so sporadic what their actual like off-field preparation. Yeah. That maybe something does need to come down and it's just sort of ingrained if you start at under sixes, sevens. Yeah. Like, this is the warm-up. This is what you do every time you come to training and game. Yeah. You know, maybe we do see a reduction in injuries. Obviously, with rugby, you've got the whole contact side of it as well. So you can't really. The only way to really rule those out is strength training. Yeah. Uh, mm. Is like body armor in the form of muscle. Yeah. But then, if everyone's got it, then you shit out of luck. Yeah. You know what I mean? So if everyone's bigger, you need to be even stronger and even bigger. Um, but I feel like maybe the AFL. Maybe the NRL needs to come down with these protocols. Maybe not so much given that the clubs are going to have their own S&C that are taking care of it from an elite level. Yeah. But if it can filter down and, and yeah, save injuries yeah. um, from, you know, even like AFLW, heaps of ACLs in that. Yeah. So maybe the, the FIFA are onto something there. Yep. Everything else, they seem like it's always up shit creek when it comes to FIFA, like corruption and everything else. But the FIFA 11... 
go nuts with it. Um, that was from Ramos. Cheers for that, Ramos. It was good looking into it. I had heard of the FIFA 11 before, but I hadn't sort of looked into it. But um, yeah, it's all good stuff. All right, this was from Nat. Sorry, man, screaming out. Yeah. How long have we been going for? Fair while. Hour, you reckon? Hour, bang on. Oh. Mate, we're yes. going to go. we got a few more. Oh. How many more you got in there? No, this is basically it. What have we been covering? Yeah. All right, so um, Nat wanted to know, what is blood flow restriction? Nat reads everything, eh? Yeah, she's, she loves a read. It's she loves a read. Because then actually... she's like, all right, what? You know, what's this? And I'm yeah. like, all right, well, I'll fucking get to the bottom of it. Yeah. What is blood flow restriction training? Why do it? Is it safe? So, going into what it is, it's training with like a, a light compression bandage or cuff um, place sort of proximal end of the exercising muscle. So, yep. the only real place you can sort of put them would be like deltoid, uh, elbow, maybe, uh, high thigh, calf. Oh man, I've done it once on the calf and I'll never do it again. Yeah. Because I've mucked, I've played around with a little bit of this. Yeah, before, so, same before, just to get a bit of a palm on. Just to see how it goes. And... Um, so it's a light compression bandage. You can do place... it at the top of the quad. Yeah, top of the quad. Ooh, rough. Um, yeah, so it's placed at the proximal end of an exercising muscle to limit venous return, yep. but not tight enough to stop arterial blood flow. So arteries are going to run because they're uh, under high pressure and they're taking blood away from the heart towards your muscle. They are protected. Um, so they're a bit, they're deeper, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so when you place a cuff around it, it can stop venous return. So the blood returning back to the heart. But if you, yeah, if you had it too tight, it would just cut off all blood flow, which is yeah. not what you want. No. So there is recommendations for how tight it needs to be. Yep. And the wider the band gets, the less compression you need. Yep. But that's sort of, that's where the trickiness comes into it. So it's basically putting a cuff around your arm, sort yep. of high deltoid, around the top of the thigh, um, and training. But the cuff can't be too tight. And obviously where the, the loads you're using are like, oh, yeah. the percentage of load is a hell of a lot less. Yeah. Like so there's, there's, a few, sort of thing. there's a few funny things to, or well, like sort of, not limitations, but things you need to be aware of when you look at that. Yep. Is it effective? Is it practical? That sort of I think stuff. That, like Lane Norton, I know he's really big on it with his programming stuff as well. And I think he always saying it's good for obviously because you're using such light loads. So recovery wise, he reckons was yeah quicker. And so the from what I could gather, like we touched on this a little bit um, throughout our masters as like an advanced resistance training principle. Yep. Um, the primary mechanisms for for how it works. Um, well, it stimulates growth basically by. Um, metabolic accumulation to me that you might as well say anything like what does that really mean yeah so most of these little things are like at that real cellular level man it's over my head yeah. like i'll be the first to say way over my head um so it stimulates anabolic growth factors um fast twitch fiber recruitment at lighter loads because there's more fatigue induced yeah um it and it increases protein synthesis through the mTOR pathway. So these are all things that you don't really need to worry about. So basically, yeah. um, through a whole heap of cellular pathways, it helps increase hypertrophy. Yeah. You don't really need to go into everything. Um, there's other things that have been shown to be affected, like heat shock proteins, nitric oxide synthase 1, and myostatin. But like, you know, are we, we're getting into chemicals and stuff here. Yeah. This isn't stuff that we deal with. Um so they've all shown to be affected by occlusion training. Uh, so 
basically with the occlusion training, you're going to train with about, or you can stimulate hypertrophy more so with blood flow restriction than without at light loads. Yep. So this is where the conjecture sort of comes up. So if I've got 20% 20 of my 1RM and I'm doing a bicep curl, I'm going to get more hypertrophy if I wear a cuff than if I don't. And I'm going to do less reps with that weight if I'm wearing a cuff. Basically, you're inducing a lot more fatigue that your body adapts to to, to create a, a, like a growth stimulus. Yeah. Um, the limitations for me is that it's like really hard to equate things across a control and an intervention group. So like how do you say, say we do those two protocols, which is sort of basically what a couple of these studies did. I'm obviously working harder. I'm going to fatigue and work to failure quicker when I've got the the blood the cuff on. Yeah. So my overall sort of intensity is like say it's a hundred, whereas now I have to do another thirty reps without the cuff. Yeah. Till 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 it's a hundred. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's it's really hard to equate rep sets, volume, time under occlusion. Yeah. To to sort of make it practical enough to implement it. Yeah, Does that make any sense? Especially if you're getting the what you're using to tighten it up as well. If that's different every time you're doing it as well, yeah, it's it's going to be from a practical point of view. It's like in a rehab setting where you can't use a heavy load, yeah, or it's sort of counterintuitive to use a heavy load. Maybe it is, you know, a, a good idea to for some ACL work, like yeah. to to help with ACL or to help with quad wasting or stuff like that. Yeah to use lighter loads and induce that hypertrophy response with lighter loads with some blood flow restriction. But I just feel like if you were looking at what's, is it better to do hypertrophy work with heavy weights without occlusion yeah. or with occlusion, that study sort of, ha- sort of hasn't been done because you can't really equate things at all. Yeah, You can add on blood flow restriction, but now you're just adding on total volume. So it's it's really hard to say whether you should or shouldn't worry about it. Yeah. Um, I think from a rehab setting, there is a little bit, you know, of reason why you would want to implement if it. If you're about to go to stereos and you just want to get a really decent pump on, then it's yeah probably for, a good for idea, some so. sick pumps for some <laughs> sick pumps it's good. Um, uh, yeah. So most of the studies show that it has, it's beneficial compared to the same. Yeah. Without blood flow restriction, does that make any sense? Yep. So if I do 50 reps with blood flow restriction compared to 50 reps without, with blood flow restriction or occlusion training, I'm going to have a better hypertrophy response. Yeah. But why would you ever have to choose between those two? You know what I mean? So yeah, that's where it sort of comes up for me. Um, The other thing is, does it occur anyway? So at greater than 60% of maximal force, occlusion can occur naturally. That sort of that pump, that sort of feeling, yeah. it occurs anyway. Um, the, you know, elevations in sort of intramuscular pressure um, can can sort of hamper that venous return anyway. Yeah, right. So I feel like it's um, it, the the research and stuff is sort of there, but like for the general gym goer to be starting to implement it, it's probably not worth your time or hassle. Yeah. I feel from a practical point of view. I mean, if you're a top level bodybuilder and you're like, I need that extra tiny peak on my biceps and I, yeah. you know, <clears throat> then it might be time to look into it. But for your general, 
powerlifter, strength trainer. Yeah, it'd be hard to you'd be hard pressed to find a coach that was saying, "No, you have to do it," or yeah. you should. You really should look in, like, yeah. into doing it. Yeah, it's just a bit of fun. Yeah, it's that yeah. icing on the cake sort of thing. We've got to make that cake first. All right, man. Yep. Well, that's nearly us done. I feel like we've gone through a whole heap, but important last topic, man. This is from Martin. I feel like Martin should be able to send us more questions. And I feel like he'd be a great person to get on the podcast as well because he knows yeah. a whole heap of shit about a whole heap of shit. Um, and he's a loose unit as well. So he wants to know the difference between... Well, our thoughts or our choice, Smarties or M and M's. Oh yeah, let's break this down. Well, yeah, I grew up on Smarties. Well, man. Smarties is just one. I grew thing. up on Smarties. Remember those boxes? Isn't it? Long box. Yeah, yeah. You get the small ones still, but I haven't seen a long one in a while. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? The deep ones. Yep, yep. I haven't seen one of them in a little while, and they had little faces on the back of it. They were good. I like them. Smarties aren't as big these days, are they? No. Nah. M&M's are really taken M&M's over. M&M's taken over, but M&M's, I feel like they've taken it too far. They have taken it too far. They, oh, took, they took it too far because normal M&M's, all good. Yep. I'm with you. Peanut M&M's, even, even more with you. Yeah, damn straight. They got all mm. sorts of shit now. Once they went past peanut, it went too far. So Let's look at what they got. I'll agree with you on this one. So Let's look at what they got. Even the, the little, because my, my missus likes the crispy ones. The one, you know, it's the green bag ones. Oh, fuck them off. And they're terrible, aren't they? M&M. It's all about the bloody peanut. Variations. <laughs> and now, they, now they're in blocks of chocolate and everything as well, aren't they? So. I have had the block. Look, we got crispy. Oh, minis though. Minis are good. Oh, minis though. Like the <laughs> <laughs> they might have got me back with minis. Yeah. What else have we got in here? We're looking at, well, what do we got? Ranker.com. Alright. Okay. Nah, peanut butter. Oh, peanut like, butter. Peanut butter, nah, get out of it. You've done nah, peanut. That's... You can't do peanut butter and peanut. They're actually not bad, those peanut butter. Milk chocolate, that's standard, right? I still, I, peanut's number one for me, right? rather than the milk Dude, chocolate. Dude, M&M's pretzel, kill yourself. <laughs> M&M's mint chocolate, nah. Nah. Caramel, nah. Almond, nah. I mean, you've already picked a nut. You went with peanut. peanut. A, yeah. Dark chocolate, white chocolate, triple chocolate, M&M's snack Mix milk chocolate, <laughs> M&M's mint crisp, M&M's cake. birthday cake, M&M's dark mint, snack mix peanut, dark chocolate peanut. <laughs> oh, Dude, what? M&M's like... bare all without the covers. It's just little pieces of chocolate. Oh, what? That's... what the fuck? M&M's coconut. Hey, I'm, keen on coke... that. I'm keen No, on... man. I like uh, the Whitaker's coconut chocolate. It's like my favourite chocolate. So I'm actually... Whitaker's peanut slab, boy. No, I like the... the, the nah, peanut slab is life. What else? We're still going here. Coconut. I've half of these ones. So. Mocha. M&M's orange chocolate. Raspberry. Coffee nut. Wildly wildly cherry. Man, how many is Dude. it? Dude. Chili Ch- nut. They... Oh, come on, man. <laughs> so, you know what? How M&M's, far does that go down? Let's, if Smarties haven't done this... Smarties is just I'm going to talk in Smarties variation. If Smarties have just said like... We're just staying. We're staying with one. Smarties all day, boy. <laughs> what do we got? Smarties. Variations. Top, mate. Oh, they do have some. Do they? Nah, this is just photos. Dude, does Smarties have a website? Like, do, do things like this have websites? Smarties.com? <laughs> We're going there, bro. We're getting to the bottom of this. 
If they don't have a million don't variations, I'm all day Smarties. I'm going to go and buy some. Oh, wait. What's this? I don't think this is the... the no, this is American shit. Yeah. Our candy. No, this must be different, eh? Vegan candy. Is Smarties Australian? <laughs> if Smarties... I don't is, know. What is... Yeah, there must be a... Dude, hot topics on the pod today. Is Smarties halal? Is Smarties vegan? <laughs> is Smarties Australian? Lots of oh, they do Christmas colours. That makes me well, not want to like them. It's all the same, those two ways. Just the Canada. Nestle has introduced peanut and peanut butter Smarties. Nestle Smarties. You know what? Oh, shit. I'm going with... Uh, I'm going with Smarties, man. I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with M and M's, but as long as it's just oh, peanut, the minis are good. It was just the peanut. If you if I had to choose, and I saw the peanut M and M's and the Smarties, I'd still go the peanut M and M's. Nah, you are Even right. Even the Smarties are good. You I'm, are right, man. So, all right, let's wrap it up there. Before... <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about that for like fifteen minutes, man. I like questions like that, though. Yeah, that's yeah, good fuck yeah. All right, guys, uh, let's sign this thing off here. Once again, thank you for listening. Make sure you hit us with a five-star review um, and leave us a review. Write one out. Write us a joke. Um, and tag us in your screenshots on Instagram. You can follow Troy. Troy Abbott PT Instagram and Strengthletics on Facebook. And you can follow me at Smith's underscore fitness on Instagram. As always, if you haven't come down to the gym yet, what are you waiting for? Uh, we've got everything you need to get strong, fit, and start kicking ass. As always, coaching and programming is included in all our memberships. We have awesome group sessions across the week. Open gym use, 24-7 access if you need it, powerlifting-specific equipment, and an atmosphere like no other gym. New members get a free week trial, so get down to 2 Helmshaw Way and join the crew. Peace. See ya.